Oh, what are you doing? I'll tell you what you're doing. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls. Lorcas! Either you are, or I'll be skipping rope with your entrails. Ta-ta. This podcast is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the amazing universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, yeah, welcome back man, to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Did something mess up on my end? I was muted. No. Sometimes this happens. Uh, I was I was welcoming everybody. I've got two people here with me today. Before we get into that, I'm going to have to update the music on this once uh, Necrom comes just out. About to say the nautical theme, although I'm a big fan, um, get a little long in the tooth. Well, also now is you know all the horrors of apocrypha and everything like that, and, mm-hmm. or or if we want to just go with the you know the Morrowind type of uh, thing again. But uh, yeah, we 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 already set sail past last year, and now, <laughs> right, right, now, and we kept we sailing, land. and we kept sailing. Right. It's coming up. It's coming well, up. We got to Morrowind, right? To we've the got east, to Morrowind. <laughs> we've got less than two months. I'm going to see what the music sounds like in some of the videos they put out, and maybe pull from something from there. Um, but welcome back, everybody. Those voices you hear—that's Lotus with me as, as usual, and right. the other voice you hear. Uh, let's call him Zed Decimal. <laughs> I'll take it. Zero, I'll, I'll fit it into the rebranding. Zero period. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody you might know from YouTube and from Twitch and a, a guy that I actually just got to meet in person last week in, in Vegas for the ESO event is here. Is How's it going? Good. I, I was really glad we got, finally got to meet because I've known... I've known of you at least through um through Ken from Chad Fallout seventy six podcast for years now, but yeah, it's always a thing of uh, trying to meet up with people and trying to finally introduce yourself. It's just always one of my pitfalls because I'm I never want to assume that anyone might even slightly even barely know that I exist in the content creator space. <laughs> it's so a even little going awkward. Up and saying hi, I'm never like yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's always it's a, a little awkward, weird. and it's and a, it's a weird experience. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm I'm not the most g- naturally social person. Like I enjoy talking with people, but it's also a little bit Once weird to be like. Once the conversation starts, I enjoy it. But hi. Then, like starting it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally feel the same way. I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably well, feel I very try to be similar. helpful since I have zero filter whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, I'll what's up? <laughs> the only thing that's weird is when people know who I am and I'm like, I don't know who you are yet. Like, so it throws right. me off. Right. I don't know you by face. to me and I like, I don't have a context because like we only see us on the side of the screen. Mm-hmm. And then like a lot of times they'll be like, oh, I'm so-and-so from Twitter. I'm like, I know exactly who you are, but I had no context to that yet or right. something like that. So it's like, it's it, yeah. yeah it is it's give a, me a it, handle or something I, I need the name tag i yeah. really do yeah. yeah next year uh for the 10th anniversary I, that is <laughs> i don't know if you guys have followed the the like community thing we have on discord yeah um you can leave feedback uh about the event and i think the thing that literally has been recommended like I don't know, 15, 20 times already is either name tags or I suggested like they do a QuakeCon. I have got them behind me with like the medals and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the badges. It'd be kind of neat if they put our our tags on the badges because then it turns into a collectible too because they, yeah. you know. And I know um, there's a few events that have done it. I know TwitchCon will do it for, um, yep. I think for either affiliates or partners. Maybe I think both. it's both, yeah. But yeah. it just, it works because that's, one of the things that everyone's going to be able to identify or at least more people would be able to identify right yeah exactly right now so while we're talking about it this is why you're here zero yes. period i will call you by your actual <laughs> name so people know uh, go look I'm up happy to go by my actual name because i go by zero period i go by george but right. so uh, since i'm so community focused i'm so happy to go by my name if anything i'm almost more used to it at this point awesome. yeah, it's funny when, when we first met <laughs> I don't know. Good Lord. How many years ago was that at this point? 
24. 20, we met very briefly at the Graymore event in Vegas, but we I didn't did. really get we to met, talk to you too, too much there. Right. And oh, yeah. And that's true because that was the Wastelanders packs as well. Yeah. Because then everything was like, no more events, no more fun. <laughs> like, so three two weeks ago. after that, everything shut down. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that was, yeah, that was exactly it. And we had met there and you're, I was, I knew you as Zero Productions at the time. And you're like, yeah, you can just call me George. <laughs> like, All right. That's it, fine. It's shorter for one. I feel it, like it's easier for one, so I'm happy to go sure, by George. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of George or Zero Period, go look up Zero Period on YouTube. You go, yeah. He's got some fun Let's Play stuff, or, you know, Elder Scrolls stuff. Uh, but, but anyway, the reason I invited you here is because we just got back from Vegas and Lotus okay. and I were thinking about recording an episode while we were there. I got, I was exhausted. I didn't want to do it. That's always the thing. Like, yeah. it sounds great to do like travel vlogs or mm-hmm. live streams from there. I know people who did stream from there. But I just I just wanted to experience the event. And by the time I was done experiencing it, I was ready to pass out. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It was correct. a lot of being on your feet and walking and talking to people. And so by the end of the, each of the days, I was like, I'm I'm just ready to be done. So we're going to talk about the things that happened at the event last week. Um, and, and then we're going to get into some a little bit. I mean, this is a lore show. So we have to talk a little bit, at least about some of the things we learned about good old Hermie and some of the things yeah. going on in Morrowind. And then maybe some other thoughts uh, at the end of the episode. But here, let's kick it off. I mean, I guess we've already kicked it off. What did you think about this event? You were at the last one. I was at the last one. Lotus was at the last one. That was years ago now. Right. We got the to go. OGs of the yeah. ESO Vegas event. <laughs> yeah. Like this show is just a little baby. Maybe new show back in the day, um, but we got to go back to the same location at the Luxor and the same the same stage. They had uh, drinks with tickets that you could go Love get that arena. By the, the way, themed drinks. Oh, no. Do you remember the themed drinks? Did you guys try those? Yeah, I, I did. tried one of them. I was told not to try the old fashioned because it was just kind of an old fashioned. It was good. Fair. It was yeah, good. Whatever, fashioned. whatever the, uh, the alcohol was in the mix was, was good. Like you could taste yep. it. It wasn't hidden. See so you how some alcoholic drinks are like, they hide it in all the flavors. This yes. one very yeah. much. You could, you could taste it, but I actually thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, everything was themed just yeah. to like mention that, like the, right. was themed, like, even the, the food, were, it's like, Oh, like the Quama quiche. Yeah, exactly. So, like so they have, they did it originally too. They've done it at all the things. Uh, they they tend to have specialty drinks, and they had the white gold fashioned, which was the old right. fashioned you were referring to, right. and the arcanist, um, which was good. But the overwhelming thing, which I did appreciate, event staff being that like it, it has prosecco in it and midori, and they were like, it's a little dry, and I'm like. Okay, they were like, but if we put a splash of Sprite, Sprite in yeah. it, they were like, it'll sweeten it up, which is, I was like, I'll just leave it to your best judgment. And that was very good when they did. Um, but it was a little dry even with that. Like, it was good dry, but mm-hmm. but it was yeah. like, a, I was like, oof, without that, yeah, I can see why people are <laughs> like, man, this is kind of rough. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Faceplant in chat says, they didn't serve skooma. I bet if we were able to do one for the Elsewhere stuff, they would have served skooma because it was all very themed for the, the new expansion. Yeah, I actually, they did have those the Elsewhere year. game days. They had the Mike's, um moon sugars they sure did because that's what it was yeah uh version of of this i actually have the bottle right here i keep it on my desk uh i long since drank it because it'd be gross by this point (laughs) but uh it it was very good at the time it's a uh, a jones soda ginger beer it was a ginger beer correct yep at the time i don't think jones even had the ginger beer in the u.s yet they did not um that was was interesting kind of like the first time people got to try their ginger beer, which is very good. Yeah, well, it was. And, and Jones Soda th- seems like they work with Bethesda at points because also yeah. they did Nuka Cola Quantum. Fall up for yes, Nuka-Cola. I've got yeah, some Nuka Cola Quantums up on my <laughs> shelf over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, and they were not drink. I did not drink them. I will not be drinking so them because they're years old at this point. Yeah, uh, I would not drink them now. Don't drink them now. <laughs> but they're still blue and they look they look awesome. Yeah, there you go. So aside from the drinks and stuff, I mean, this is a funny. It's funny. <laughs> we didn't plan to talk about that first, but it's it's funny that that came up. Um, there was a lot of other themed stuff. You had if if anybody watched any of the live stream, there was a big screen with all the stuff on the 
stage, but even on the stage, there were mushrooms and the backdrop looked very Morrowind. Foliage and everything. Yeah, the yeah. foliage. And um, of course, they had the different events. We had nine hours that first day of one thing to the next. So the big thing where they had the video and they talked a little bit more about what's coming. And then we had a voice actors thing. And then we had music. And then we had like lots of different panels, art, all sorts of things. And over on the side, if you've been Constantly. on if you've been on social media, you will have seen the Hermaeus Mora scene where you can take pictures, right? And yes. that was awesome. So people were taking their pictures with a big old Hermaeus Mora backdrop and um, voice actors were walking around saying hi to everybody. A lot of the people from Zoss were there. Um, I mean, I, we could name them all off, but you know, and, uh, Rich and Gina an and, <laughs> and uh, Zanke, the lore master and uh, you know, everybody. It was yes. basically anybody who had something important to say about Elder Scrolls Online was walking around. How did or you guys? Some of my friends from the tech team, which there you go. To like Wayne yeah. and stuff like that, which yeah. is really funny. We always joke that we never get to hang out at events because he's like, "Well, yeah, I do the tech. What, why like would someone's I?" Someone's got to run it while everyone else is having fun exactly. in Vegas. But now so, he gets to be the one having fun in Vegas and make it someone else's problem. Exactly. Well, I guess because they had so many computers to account for all of the people and everything oh, like that yeah. they, he was like they need more people so he was like i actually get to go and that was just <laughs> it um i actually know some people up in testing which we'll get into how it plays and stuff like that but you know during these test rooms basically he was running in and doing damage control if anything broke he was like no no, no i got it and he was like, yeah. run and fix it so yeah. it was like yeah i even got to meet wayne because he's the great like wayne is just such a cool dude so yeah so that's a good nice point to see him there were yeah. up on the second floor there were these different rooms with all these pcs set up and we each got what like 15 20 minutes to sit down and try out some of the the you know details with the new character we got to build yep. a character and then slot in some abilities and my joke to everybody was that it was just enough time to read the ability descriptions slot in some abilities and then run out into the world and then here you are now in morrowind you don't know where you are because you just like spawned into the world and the first thing everybody did was they found the closest thing near them to attack and then just murdered it <laughs> <laughs> and that's like i feel like i couldn't find anything in the overland in that time just because it's like all right someone was just here five seconds right. like somebody just murdered the thing i want right. to murder yep. and everybody slotted in the laser beam because the arcanist has an ability that shoots like a green laser beam so that was that was the running joke at least for some of the people i talked to it was just like build your character slot in stuff and then laser beam everything up yep. oh, time's up gotta go <laughs> worst part was i even knew like what skills i wanted to slot and i still feel like i had no time at all yeah, yeah. Then, you know, time I, um, goes by real quick when you're reading descriptions of abilities. Right. And this is why I guess, like, I, I can have kind of a different perspective on this. Um, I actually resigned my spot um, fr from the event because I had been to the San Francisco, like, reveal thing where I was given hours to screw with this thing. Like, That's the, I, I heard you guys got. I mean, obviously we, not all day, but a decent. No, we got we got really a couple hours around. at the event, and then there was like other access to it later that you could. Do. So I was able to mess with it for a bit, and when people were being like, "Yeah, we've got like twenty minutes to test it," I was like, "Dude, I don't even think I finished my setup in twenty minutes." I was like yeah. reading all the descriptions and trying to figure out what gear I wanted to use. Like and I went to those PTS boxes, and it's just the Russian nesting dolls. Yes. like arena set perfected. Arena set. All right. Oh my god. Just finding this piece, e that piece. Exactly. Um, Even on PTS now, that takes hours to do. E for exactly. Me. It, it really does. Um, and and uh, so so that was just it. I was like, I don't even want it. Like I've seen it. I am already super psyched. So I was like, I want to goof around, socialize, meet all these people that I rarely get to meet or have never had the pleasure of meeting yet. Um, and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do anything in 20 minutes. Like, yeah. I'm just going to be annoyed that I yeah. don't have my previous build from the last. You're going to be teased <laughs> in 20 right. minutes. And, and I was like, it. I'm already sold. So I don't need. So like when people were saying like, oh, I only got like 20 minutes or whatever, or um, actually uh, from Snug Podcast, uh, Gone Crazy had mentioned she actually uh <laughs> accidentally logged out because the event staff was trying to help but they're not as adept obviously uh, as, as yeah. the bethesda staff right so what one of them she was like oh it it like how do i like get my actual thing and they're like oh just go back a 
a page and it logged her out and she was like well i don't have to lock it and they're like oh i don't and that was why i met it like wayne came and he's like i got it and he like fixed the problem but she's like i was missing seven minutes at that point she's like what do i do so she like panic ran out and like jumped off a bridge (laughs) yeah my wife my wife did the same thing too she accidentally logged out she went into like the right regular beginning of like creating a new character from scratch from like level one and then i was like i don't think that's where you're supposed to be so she had to like back out of it but logged out so anyway so here well let's get to i want to get to some of the details because we only have so much time on the show i want to get to some of the details some of the people might be like having questions about so what did you guys think about the the class the art so there was debate arcanist 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 i was able to track down jess at one point and mm -hmm. she said that it's supposed to be arcanist however if you look up like historical stuff arcanist is also correct and they have to have this internal thing of correcting each other yes because they've committed to the name arcanist like lore was right and i guess they've they've said that anything is technically acceptable however i'm going to just say that i chose to uh (laughs) agree with matt fryer uh (laughs) the the lead (laughs) on eso because i believe his exact quote was you don't study the archon you study the arcane arcane. so you are an arcanist and i was like thank you that is literally my logic nice like (laughs) nice so what do you think of it what do you think of the character like there's there's definitely some unique abilities that we haven't seen Uh, anybody who's watched the videos on it knows that everything's very green colored and you've got like tentacles and books of like forbidden knowledge and what what do you guys think of not only the look but actually using the abilities i think it looks and feels very unique for a lot of those reasons and more but i think you know it being so closely tied to one specific daedric prince really isn't something that we've seen class-wise in the game so it's almost nice how specific that is it means the aesthetic just stands out a little bit more the sound design i really like how different it is it almost has a sort of I don't want to say sci-fi, but this otherworldly feeling to it with the way that the lasers sound, this almost mechanical sound effect you have when you throw the rune blades, which is one of like the DPS spammables, for instance. So mm-hmm. it, it feels very different. And I think that's kind of what a lot of people want and need right now to justify making a new character after so many years. Yeah, brand new stuff in a way that ties to something as cool as Hermes Mora. It's a really, really good choice, in my opinion. What do you think, Lotus? You had a lot more time with the character. How do you feel yes. about the abilities? <laughs> so, number crunchy wise, I'm curious to see how it'll uh, feel once it lands, because that's all what the PTS is for, and a lot of this early access. However, um, the animation specifically. I find flow really well. Mm. Like um, with the amount that I played, I basically only picked one non-class skill and just kept cycling in new like character skills. Like, and I wasn't using any of the weapon lines or anything like that. And um, all of the animations just kind of worked together very well. I really liked how they felt. Um, And, the vibe obviously being that my favorite character that we've long <laughs> joked about is like Hermaeus Mora. And this is like basically a Hermaeus Mora style class, which is pretty funny. Um, so the year of Lotus will continue as I just keep getting everything <laughs> I ask for. <laughs> um, it's kind of like the year like, of Luigi. You remember that? That was a Nintendo I, thing. I do, that this is much better than that. Year of, year of Lotus. <laughs> also green. Um, yeah. Also green. But um, I found that it, 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 um, it, I don't know. It, it had a good flow to it. I'm curious how it'll, you know, play once like you have it, keep it. Exactly. And once everything's wise, finalized yeah. and stuff like that. But at least from that perspective, it was uh, very cool. The crux system of like building this little buffer thing, um, I think is very unique from the other classes. Um, it's not necessarily mandatory, but doing some moves will give you this thing called crux. And then there are other moves that you can use to spend this crux, um, which is basically a little attribute counter that goes up or down. Mm-hmm. This and isn't a foreign concept. If you've played MMOs, there are characters sure, in other MMOs yeah. that do similar kinds of things. And the cool thing about it is it doesn't it's not like I have three crux, so I just do more damage than if I had one crux. A lot of times it would be 
I get this status effect if I have three of these or it does this modification to it. So this even seems like there's benefits to doing different amounts for different scenarios because it's like, well, what the hell do I care about a CC on or, you know, a crowd control ability on something like a boss? Because you can't do that. Like it's it's immune to that. thing. Right. So why waste the extra on something like that when it's like, well, if I only do two crux i can poison it or for example like just so it's like i like that that's kind of a, a unique system from all of the other classes that it, that it makes was sense interesting for somebody who has all of this arcane knowledge to take abilities and weave them in ways that are unique depending on the situation kind of right. it feels right for somebody who would be wise in the ways of manipulating spells in, in more nuanced ways Yes. And um, the other one, the big flashy thing that has been the talk of everything, uh, if you watch build videos or, you know, people, all the streamers are messing around with it, um, definitely seems situational, but it's a very new concept to Elder Scrolls Online, where you get this kind of like death ray thing that you can blast. Laser beam. Laser beam. Yes, yep. it's a giant laser beam. There's yep. also a Healy version that makes it pink and happy. Healy. Um, Healy beam. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting because it doesn't have like an enemy lock on. It's a free form thing. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. you use it, you kind of stick in place. And then whether you're using a mouse or whether you're using your joysticks, you can free aim it around, which is very different than any other skill in the game right you actually uh, have to aim yes which it, is really cool pretty neat it does feel um, a lot more hands-on in that sense too right so like i'll be very curious uh how uh, people seem really enamored by it so I'll be, it certainly looks fun especially for things that aren't super mobile like world bosses and stuff like that if you have a group and you have some people like on the like you know you attack it with say five of your friends and there's a couple of people up in its face and then you can have a couple of you on rocks just like laser beaming it yeah. from range to keep it still like that that's got some fun overworld dynamics that i think could be a lot of fun yeah i'm i'm totally down with the laser beam <laughs> i really <laughs> it seems like a lot of people are big fans of the laser beam oh, right yeah. right so here let's transition a little bit more into the lore stuff because as you mentioned the character is based around the study of Hermaeus Mora and Forbidden yep. Knowledge and all of this, and the prologue has come out. Have you both played the, through the with the the prologue so far? Not yet. Not I'm yet. planning to this weekend. I was going to the other day, but I was going through all my surveys from Jubilee, and that just took up way more time than I wanted it to. Yeah. So, Lotus, have you given given it a chance yet? I don't want to spoil or anything. What once we finish this, that's actually what I'm doing. That's your plan. So uh, well, we're not going to spoil anything, but sure, you, sure. You, yeah, no, you, it's super new. It's on all platforms. Super new. Uh, it's yeah. about it came out while we were at Vegas. It, it was it, yeah. during the the uh, lack of a better word, televised version, the streamed yeah. version. Um, that That's when it went live. So right. it's, you know, they it's free to anybody who owns the game, period. So you don't even yeah. need the expansion yet if you want to see if the story hooks you because i've heard very good things about it uh, i have heard very i've good heard things, that the yeah. story seems very intriguing which i am all about right so here's some some little glimpses you meet laramel right. the wise who we've been introduced to yes, in the videos that and things. letter that we got were sent out is a promo right, deal letter yep. right Lar- so you, you meet yep. laramel the wise and then you also meet some other characters having to do with these groups that worship hermaeus mora and something that's going on with them and you uh wes johnson is back who wes johnson was at uh, he's he he's been on the show he does our little transitions for us on the show yes um he voiced uh hermaeus mora in skyrim he's back doing the character for eso which is exciting he was at vegas he was taking pictures yep. with people and signing stuff and and super wonderful nice guy just and, the nicest guy yeah and he loves the he community so much possibly was having more fun than anybody else yeah. at that convention. <laughs> well, he genuinely loves these games. He doesn't just like doing the oh, voice yes. of the characters. He loves if the games. If you don't follow uh, Wes Johnson on Twitter, he is currently like schooling everybody he's, that has questions. He's <laughs> tweeting everything about the event. Any questions people have, it's, Outlets it's that so are asking cool about see. it, there'll be like a couple of us responding and then he'll be like, here's what you actually need to do, blah, <laughs> right, blah, blah. And right. I'm like, I love that he is so into this. Right. So in this little prologue, you get to hear him doing the character. I'm not going to tell you too much about where, how, or why, but we've got, we've got this glimpse into there's something going on. And a lot of the stuff that's been 
been reiterated already in the the videos and things that come out. There is something out there or someone or some, who knows that is threatening Apocrypha and Nern and we're getting dragged into it because well it's in our benefit to keep Nern from from disappearing so we probably have to so save apocrypha yeah. yeah guess i guess it's a good idea seems like where our characters live should probably not be destroyed <laughs> yeah so that sounds exciting you know and, and i mean everybody loves skyrim so to have a character like hermaeus mora and some of the other you know influential i don't know just the, the dark elves and the people who worship him and any of that stuff kind of coming back and and with these storylines they always end up going in a direction that is more than it just looks like when you just do the prologue yeah, sure it, exactly yeah the prologue really is just the very surface level of like this is bad but you don't even entirely know like why it is why as bad it's, as just, it's going to be <sighs> right like what the long-standing impacts will be yeah so we don't know yet we don't know where things are going but that sounds exciting it's fun to dive back into that stuff as well and then there's um you know the necrom the actual location of this part of the peninsula of Morrowind and the city of Necrom yes. and all, all of that. And we didn't get as much of a since arena. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get as much of a glimpse of that. I mean, we had the decoration, you know, on the stage and those kinds of things um, in the trial. And Lotus, you had more time in the trial. Did you get to run around the zone much? Did you notice anything in the yes. zone? So I, I was frolicking all about Necrom uh, <laughs> okay. during, during my time in San Francisco. Because I was and just laser beaming whatever Guar was closest I, to me in order to oh try out the abilities. God. No, I don't think it was a Guar. I think I killed like a Cliff Strider. So I don't remember. All right. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. A, that's yeah, totally that's fine. a civil service. Yeah. Right? That's to be expected. Yeah. Yeah. I accidentally <laughs> killed the Guar when I was playing the other day. Oh my it was a little God. baby one. It was like the ability just targets whatever is nearby. And oh, I didn't mean to problem with the uh the free aim laser like you never know what's gonna get in the way <laughs> sweet Vivek watch Lama. out little baby guar oh no um no but he's um, crispy he's like chicken i bet they taste like chicken nope don't like I this mean, the, the bantam guars yeah they look like i mean actually right. they literally don't they drop chicken i think so the bantam yeah, guars are they drop poultry species from regular no this was anyways. just like a little a little small regular just a small oh, oh, yeah oh, you know right. how some of those are running around in morrowind in eso like the little yes, guys you protect oh, yeah. them you don't blow them up i didn't mean to it just uh -huh. they only have one health you sneeze at them and there they go <laughs> it's true sneeze that's in a true. different direction damn it <laughs> that's true anyway Sorry. anyway we're, um, we're we're talking yeah, so, so over you. Go ahead. Itself, um roaming around uh the telvani peninsula which i did uh it's it's a little less volcanic than some of the other regions we've been to, like Stone Falls and stuff like that. Or uh, Vardenfell, which is just a volcano. A volcano. giant <laughs> volcano. It's a little more like Sidonine pre-eruption, um, if that makes sense. Like okay. it's a little more verdant, stuff like that, uh, which is neat. But um, the city itself is pretty cool. It's got that really creepy structure that it's like, is it an undead god or is it just this rock formation that the, looks uh, like a rib cage? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very cool. Um, the, the the strong nod to the lore being so unknown and inconsistent and stuff like that in the game where it's just like there's so many shades of gray and like, I don't know, is this true? I thought that was a really cool touch in the surrounding area. Um, but the city itself actually it's it's i i really like the design layout of it i really um it it's essentially if you picture like mausoleums with that as the focus of the city which is cool there are these like not pyramids mm. but like almost like obelisks yeah okay. just like scattered throughout the city with different images and stuff and that's also where there's like tombs and things like that it's it's very interesting and it's got a pretty unique feel compared to some of the other even morrowind stuff um which i i liked also the vistas uh which i had made the joke like a lot of people fell off this cliff and that was the end of them <laughs> oh no but you can the bridge going to Necrom, you can like look over and the sense of scale is enormous because it yeah. drops so far down. So we're talking and like elsewhere scar. Type? Yeah, that type of thing. Oh, but, yeah, Ashen but, Scar. Yeah, exactly. But like <laughs> when you go to get a look, well, you got to be careful because you're on a bridge. So it's like, whoops, like <laughs> it's just like it is a long way down. Um, but yeah, so so the city itself, I feel like 
it's both familiar because it does have the Morrowind aesthetic and feel it, it to does it. have like it draws from some it, of the the absolutely. stylistic choices but yep. it's also very different you have the like the whites and then you go inside and you have this nice like blue and gold which feels really right. elegant and uh it's both familiar like you said but it does stand out from what we've seen either on the mainland or in Vardenfell, mm-hmm. which is so nice to have like those different flavors yeah Especially it's familiar but it is unique it doesn't is. feel like a rehash lotus uh, lotus and i have been going back through the locations and talking about like the locations and the buildings and the the way the land looks in each of the different zones and, and this last what month month and a half we've been going through, back through these locations and as i've been playing i've been jumping around doing more of my scrying stuff in the game lately mm-hmm and so I'm going through a lot of these zones again, and I'm noticing how cool it is that there are these like transitions between places because I'm doing a lot yes. of running from one one place to another. Right. And what you're describing sounds a lot to me like that, like it's a transition, like it feels a little bit like this zone, but it feels a little bit like another yes. zone that is nearby. And there's this like gradation of the landscape Absolutely. and mm-hmm. the plants and all of that stuff as you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, no, I I, I really did like it. Um, and I guess actually, I, I don't know uh, if you've messed around with the PTS or I. It seemed like n- other than like three people at the event, nobody managed to figure this out because honestly, it wasn't really explained. Or you have to kind of well, one you're kind of not supposed to be able to, I guess, get there because it's supposed to be story related. But um, you can figure it out because it's coded into the into the thing and shout out to t as benefactor who actually figured out the input to it because on the map you could find a portion of the map that you could click on and it would just bypass everything and you just teleport to apocrypha oh wow okay yeah yeah <laughs> oh wow uh, yeah, okay so, i've been to apocrypha so far i was okay. exploring that last night i did actually have some notes on that too yeah so so that is interesting and i figured since we're kind of in the landscape it might be worth just noting that there's apocrypha which we've seen parts of from um the skyrim expansion dragonborn which mm-hmm. is what most people will recognize um obviously it's much l- maybe not so much larger but less linear um right, right. it's in, more in this version of it broad. because we're going there with a purpose in yeah dragonborn well you're very focused down kind of paths that you have to go through just to do the story stuff right dragonborn you didn't get to see apocrypha as a realm you were going just into like those fragments within the black books whereas exactly have the overland and you're seeing more for lack of a better word free reign in apocrypha right see um and then there's the one that i was blown away by is the connecting realm and it's kind of like the the outer area of apocrypha Mm -hmm. um called the chroma incognito Mm -hmm. um which is really out there (laughs) doesn't that just mean colors hidden yes it it literally just means hidden colors or colors hidden yeah yeah um that is we i feel like the art team just got to flex being weird (laughs) (laughs) with an oblivion realm it looks awesome um it's very psychedelic i guess would be the way that i Mm. would put it whereas apocrypha itself very brown very green uh very black with the ink for the for the lip whereas the chroma uh incognito it's just like you have the same creatures and stuff like that that you see in apocrypha but like in a very different setting and um some of the stuff that's interesting because i actually don't want to even really spoil too much of the landscape that i was roaming around in but there are some visual effects that specifically don't uh adhere (laughs) to logic i guess would be the best way to put it okay um the one specifically that i i won't give details but you'll know it when you see it is there is a very interesting part that has nothing to do with how gravity works which i thought was awesome i i do not find it on my own actually uh 
during the San Francisco thing, while I was running around determined to kill every world boss by myself, that was my <laughs> goal. And they were like, what a weird way to spend your time. But they, they were mesmerized by how all of us chose to do You're stuff. like, have you met me before? <laughs> what? Dude, everybody was doing something. Some people were immediately like, let's duel. And they're like, really? And then, you know, you get Nephis off to the side who starts just par- parsing on a dummy. They're like, set. they're not even set. He's like, I got to know what it can do. And it's like, <laughs> oh, so they just like gave us free reign to do what we wanted there. And I, uh, I was just like, I got to roam around because I love, I've mentioned on the show before, I love just seeing the landscape. It's the world that makes the yeah. game to me. But while I'm there, I might as well kill something. So I was like, I wonder if I can take out each of these world bosses as well. And did you? while I was doing that, they kind of were like, <laughs> after I got through the first four, they were kind of like, okay, we, we can we can kind of show you where the last two are if you want. We'll give you a direction just so you can, because they're like, we're kind of entertained by watching you like solo like, these things. Now, now so that you've like, gotten through four of them, now we need to be here for the rest yeah, of so the last Now two. we need to know. Right. And while I was running to one, he was like, oh, make a pit stop, go through this cave and then go through this lake and look up. And when I did this said thing, I was like, wow that is really cool he's like i know we're so proud of this <laughs> and i'll just leave it at that for when you explore the landscape it is really really neat so that's awesome yeah that's, that's really cool well tell you what we got to take a quick break because we got to thank our patrons and then um zero period i want to hear some of your thoughts on some of the stuff and we've gotten lotus's perspective here but i i, I get a feeling you've been in the pts poking yep, around and getting on as much as i can uh, but I don't think I've seen as much of Apocrypha yet, but I have seen like a few things that I definitely did want to mention. Awesome. So we're going to get to you right after this break. So we'll be right back. This is Hamish Morak, Dragonborn. And you are educating yourself to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Thank you, Hermie. Um, here we are. I love those bumpers. And <laughs> <laughs> so good. Here we are in the middle of the show. We've got some. It's been a week that we've been off. So we've got some new patrons to welcome. Welcome on board. We have here. Let's start with uh, scrolling around. We've got Dwight C and Cameron K and Yaki and Nick, Nick, Nick S, uh, Matt C, <laughs> Isaac L alexander and that's it those are our new patrons who've signed up in the last two weeks so welcome aboard patrons that brings us up to 129 holy moly thank you for supporting the show and to our daedric princes who get shout outs every week uh jacob k kiracy neon knight and noodle al dente thank you for supporting the show as well and we also happen to have some new reviews but before we get to them if you are interested in joining us on the patreon and making sure this show is still going on getting ad-free episodes or t-shirts or joining us for shows like next week we've got our patron chat upcoming up on the 27th at 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific then if you sign up on the patreon different tiers give you different access to different things and if you are one of our tier four or higher patrons and you want to talk about what to talk about next week chime in on the discord let us know which what you're thinking also we have some reviews from Apple Podcasts. Uh, here, let's scroll back to this one. We've got two new ones that came in. This one is from Mercurio is my pack mule. <laughs> Wonderful name <laughs> from the United States who writes, can't get enough. I'm strictly a Spotify listener, but I reopened Apple Podcasts just so I could write a review. That is amazing. Aww. That is some That's, commitment. Oh, that is like, I always say that I just like the fact that so many of you take the time to leave a review. That is like double amounts of effort. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, that is awesome. Um, They go on and say, I listen intensely while I'm at work. I'm an Elder Scrolls fanatic through and through. Both Tom and Lotus helped me dive deeper into the lore of Nern, which vicariously helps me construct the fantasy world I've been working on for over a decade, which then translates into a D&D campaign. They even got me to play ESO just to experience the stories that it has to offer. All in all, the depth and detail that these guys bring into such a well-produced show is enough to keep me as a very long-time listener. Nine out of nine divines... That's right. I said it. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you, Mercurio. And then we have a real quick one from Cole767, who the title of this one is just, and maybe this is code? I don't know. The title is just the number seven. Five stars. I love this so much. Nine hearts. I found this podcast from the Lord of the Rings lore cast. Ooh, crossover. Yeah, crossover. So that's really cool. But also, I'm not sure what the seven means or if the, the seven, nine nine. Hearts? I thought it might have been from their username, but then 
I thought they were going to keep going with the numbers. Yeah, so I don't know if this is a typo or like a secret message of some sort. So let us know, Cole. Uh, Thank you for taking the time to leave these. As always, if you leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it out on a future episode. Also, you can leave ratings on Spotify and you can comment now on each of the episodes and tell us what you liked about each of the episodes. All of that stuff is extremely helpful in making sure that people know that this is an awesome show that they shouldn't be watching or listening to or however they ingest it through their their eye holes or ear holes or nose holes. We don't have smell-o-vision yet. We don't have smell-o-vision Working on it. Working yeah. on it. I don't know if you want to smell top guys. us, but anyway, yeah, thank you. Weird. <laughs> thank you for taking the time I've to do all of that. Acts that I usually don't want to. <laughs> That's probably yeah, true. Counterpoint ESO celebration. Nothing smelled Everyone bad. It just smelled fresh. like delicious food all the time. Minty yeah. fresh. That's, yeah, minty. So fresh. if you were wondering, ESO players smell like minty fresh. Yes. There you go. All right. Well, let's get back to the rest of the show because we've got more Necrom stuff to talk about. You're listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, dear child of cities. That is why the Night Mother loves you. All right, George, I know you've got some thoughts on some of this stuff. What what really stands out to you? Uh, with Apocrypha, I think one of the things that I've really enjoyed about, like what little I've seen, I know there's still a lot more, but... Um, It really feels like they took a lot of what they did with Deadlands and kind of brought that forward. I loved how Deadlands had Fargrave as this more kind of like of a hub of a city. And we finally got to see more of kind of this sense of Dramora Daedric culture. Yes. Which really had been not touched upon at all. Uh, So having that was just like a really nice like deep dive into that i feel like they're kind of doing a little bit more of that with apocrypha once again from skyrim from the dragonborn dlc we only ever saw the black books which are these really creepy dungeons with the moving hallways and and towers of books and i went into one of apocrypha's delves and it was just that to a t so that kind of nostalgia factor of getting to see the apocrypha that i know from dragonborn from skyrim was really really great but then going back into the overland and seeing you know, oh, those little towns and settlements and people who are just kind of like living their lives was such a nice like contrast because you don't really get to see like, oh, who's following Hermaeus more by choice. Yeah. Right. Once again, in the previous games and whatnot. But like all these people are following some of these Daedric Princes for a reason, not just because they're going to be sacrificed for this or that, but because they really do think that there's sure. going to be like a better life for them at the end of the road. But they're not all just crazies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some of them are crazies. Some but... of them are crazies. We learned from Oblivion, especially <laughs> that like a lot of these cultists are maybe like a little more out there. But there's got to be more to it, right? right? Right. Yeah. Some of these people are just they they feel like making a deal with the Daedric Prince is a way to get the things that they've been needing or wanting. Um, some of them grow up in cults. Like that's that's a right. thing too, you know. Like, oh, my yeah. parents worship this. This is just this is our so this god. is my life. Yeah. This is my life. Yeah, this the is gods what I are do. tangible in this world. So it's yeah. like theoretically, if you really want something, you know, the price that it costs could be worth it to a lot of people. So yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, that's an interesting perspective. And uh, just side note: before they did the whole Deadlands thing, Lotus and I years ago now talked about how cool it would be to see more stuff about the Daedra and how they live their lives yeah. and all of that and then sure enough I don't know if it was maybe we put it out into the world and somebody heard it <laughs> or maybe they just had the same idea more likely they just had the same idea because it just seems like an obvious idea um, but they you know put that in there so to see some of that in this as well I think the more we spend in these Daedric realms the more we get a sense of them being like real places and even though the Daedra are not mortals they're still people like they're still persons if that makes sense kind of cool that they're fleshing out what is kind of talked about where it's not like it's not just like okay here's your one gimmick to your oblivion realm and that's it that's all you got because like sort of you know going back to the deadlands it was like okay here's your generic hellscape it's like (laughs) right okay that's it that's your whole realm here's red rocks here's brown rocks Exactly. And they're all on fire. Um, Whereas, you know, when we got the Deadlands expansion, yes, there is that. But then there was like the Maelstrom region when you would go kind of like up to the north and it was more storms and lightning and it wasn't just like lava lakes everywhere. And then like you mentioned, Fargrave, it's like, okay, Mm -hmm. it's this like weird in between realm. So it's like, I just mentioned the Chroma Incognito. They're filling out these things to be like actualized worlds in 
just a different plane for the game, which is really cool because it gives them another dimension to it. Except Cold Harbor, which is just miserable. Nobody <laughs> right. likes Cold Harbor. I, was, I, was even I love Cold Harbor. Smith, I want to have a house and I have a house in Cold Harbor. I want. <laughs> it's a mistake. <laughs> it's so. It's like the blue hue of everything. That's so yeah, calming. No, yeah. <laughs> it was nice when it launched. Now I. I'm not going to go through and beat the uh, the main story on every single character anymore. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Well, there's that. There's that. Um, absolutely. Um, so anything else stand out to you about this stuff or anything else that we've talked about or haven't talked about yet? Let's just open it up because I want to hear your thoughts, George. I mean, I guess just in regards to uh, the map in general, both between Necrom and Apocrypha, I do really like that we're getting like two zones this time around and... I'm not sure. Maybe part of it is because we're not getting a zone DLC. So maybe like what might have been a zone DLC partially got rolled into this. But either way, it's nice to have once again, like that contrast. We get a little bit of Nern. We get a little bit of Oblivion. It's not just one or the other. And I think I I honestly think just from what I've seen that we're having a little bit of a bigger playable space in Necrom than we've had in a lot of expansions past, which once again, someone who loves questing, exploration and uh, antiquities, I am hoping that it means that maybe like I'll get even more mileage out of this than some of the previous expansions. You feel like this mm-hmm. is a bigger zone? Like I, I feel like it might be. I think if nothing else, just the fact that we have the two distinct zones at least opens up like different types of environments. So it won't necessarily be monotonous. Yeah. I, I feel like hmm. the, <clears throat> the strength of this chapter will be, that weird split that we had talked about the kind of like here's the first half of the story with the chapter and then here's the zone dlc i feel like all of it kind of coming at once gives you a more complete feel to the chapter itself what i'm really hoping me too because honestly like I, when the momentum slow, like i was in i was like loving high isle high isle and it was kind of like <laughs> no i'm out of stuff to do and i had to wait (laughs) for a while to get to the rest of it um which you know some of the year-long stories worked better than others in that regard but like if it's all there and i can do it at my own pace perfect like that's because then it's totally up to the player what you i can choose if i want to do it in the one week the two weeks the one month like i can go at my own pace rather than and it was always the weird thing for me with the uh, the year-long stories in the past because you would get to the end of Greymore, for instance. You start the Markarth DLC, and honestly, you don't even pick up on that cliffhanger from Greymore I, until you beat Markarth because Markarth itself is like a completely different story. And the entire time, I'm sitting here going, all right, can I get back to the story that I, I was waiting for the continuation of? That was me with uh, the, the uh, Year of Oblivion uh yeah, with, with yeah. Blackwood. especially with the uh, far grave yeah with like, it was far a great story, i was but... like did we forget what story we're in and you get through that entire thing before it ties together in the epilogue and I, was, yeah, I, like, I came what? to Fargrave. i'm like yeah. did everyone forget the word ambition because i've been looking for the ambition yes. this entire time and i don't see it a- exactly well, high aisle and then the other section that with the druids Fire song, uh, yeah, yeah, fire song, fire song felt kind of similar. It was like we did high aisle, yes. and I guess it's about as much as we can figure out what was going on. And then it was like wait for fire song, and then it's like oh, bunch of druid stuff. And then you get through right. all the druid stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, we have that unfinished high aisle thing. And and the druid yes. stuff, while fun, did also feel like a little bit of a an aside? I don't want to say rehash, but it did feel very similar to like the base game Glenumbra stuff. It was still really good. It was the still weird really fun, stuff, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, I was like. I could just go back to Glen Umbra and do yeah, no, I, I and I, yeah, that's that's just it, and I think that's why them like it's fine if that was the normal layout, but for the sake of continuity, I think that's what they were trying to go with, like a mar- like marketing probably wanted them to release in this similar order, and I think when the story works like that, like elsewhere was clearly designed like that, it was the first one yeah. type of thing. Some of the others, I felt like it was the story they wanted to tell, which I enjoyed but being pushed into that model as Mm -hmm. opposed to the model naturally coming about as a result of the story. Yes. Yeah. And I think this new one with everything being available at the start landmass alone, I think is, it seems at least initially better. 
um for everybody and i know that like once i get into this sometimes i'm not into this like i don't feel like doing the story i feel like doing challenge stuff or i feel like doing overworld stuff or attacking whatever. every world right yeah exactly <laughs> right. um but so when i want to do the story that's what i want to do like i get invested in it and i tend to just go all in on the story and if the whole thing hasn't come out it's a very jarring break for me so I, agree. I guess the natural reaction had always been like, like cool i guess i shouldn't start this until the q4 comes out right. which is yeah. super like well okay yeah. now I can't and then it's like, like okay pay uh, it's like play this dungeon pack then the expansion the next yeah dungeon pack, it's and so i i'm a big fan of the change in the way they're releasing it yeah for me it's also the thing of with an mmo it's ongoing it just by the nature of itself it is a very long form game so I feel like even restricting yourself to like we have to tell a story beginning to end in one year, you're not necessarily taking the advantage of the strength of being an MMO either. It's like you have the ability to do this right. so much long form content. Yeah. And that's why people liked the Daedric War. Like even though that was right. all one story, you could play just Morwen and still have that full story. You have like the idea of there is this foreboding danger that's mm -hmm. coming, but you still got like the complete story with Morwen. Like you still save the world. You Absolutely. stop this guy, so on and so forth. Yeah. And they've been kind of not overtly saying it, but strongly hinting that this chapter will be a chapter. Like we'll get our story. We'll have what happens happen, but it's not necessarily just a conclusive, like here's all the information within a year. Like, yeah, nothing implied. Like they've been kind of like, less than subtly being Hinting. like yeah don't account for this just being over like we, we maybe there's something more that this is just going to continue on through the series now which could, it's like well I like that yeah building up to something big for year 10 for instance right because so, i would imagine they have something planned for year 10. absolutely so okay so going back to the stuff at, at vegas i don't remember who said it but i had a conversation with somebody and we were reminiscing about the previous event from a few years back and bringing back the event for this year. And then the conversation went to, oh, and we're already planning for next year for, for the year 10 year 10. for the yep. year 10 thing. Yeah. Yep. But I don't remember specifically what was said, but the implication of it wasn't just it was like, oh, it's going to be a doozy, meaning like the event's going to be a doozy. But also the year. stuff coming to ESO next year. Oh man, like it was, yeah. it was one of those like, yeah, we've been planning the 10 year thing and it's not just, you know, let's go back to Vegas, the stuff yeah. coming in the story, the stuff coming to the game. We can't wait to talk about it. We can't talk about it yet because clearly we have to talk about this year's stuff. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the we, thing we still that's have a year right. to worry about that. Yeah, you know? right. But, but things are coming. So there's, there's that feeling like uh, they've definitely, I'm, I'm sure they plan two or three or four years ahead at this point, just kind of what content, you know, they're For working sure. on they and all that. that. The Arcanist yeah. took two, two plus years, years that they yeah. were working on it so they yeah. could have very easily decided like let's push arcanist for the 10th anniversary i'm glad they didn't right but it also yeah. begs to differ then it's like okay well then they also have something planned for next year not necessarily right. a new class i think that would be way too back to back but sure, sure. i would imagine it's going to be something big maybe like as game changing as antiquities which has become one of my favorite parts of the game yeah oh yeah yeah so uh, who knows there's stuff to coming down the line but we're getting close to the end of the show and before we wrap it up is there anything else any other memories from the event or any other things that really grabbed your attention let's start with george george was there anything else that like you wanted to bring up i just i was really happy with the event because i really loved the 2020 event and i remember talking to like gina and jess at the end of the graymore reveal and they were saying Oh, we we really want to do events like this moving forward. And then, yeah. you know, world shuts down and all that. So getting to see them like do this event again and seeing kind of Bethesda and ZeniMax as a whole leaning back into in-person events, whether it was, you know, GDC and the uh, San Francisco thing, they're doing QuakeCon in person again, right. the Vegas event. It really feels like they're ready to lean back into like in-person community events, which I really think is one of the many strengths that they have. The fact that they are talking about year 10, a new event for that. Uh, it's really great because otherwise, like I wouldn't get to meet most of these people that I had such a blast with the other week. Yeah. And it is yeah. one of the best parts of being part of this community is just that everyone really just wants to hang out, 
you go to this and you're thinking, oh, maybe there's going to be this click or that click. Maybe the streamers don't want to hang out with everyone else. <laughs> right. but everyone just wants to yeah. like have fun, get a drink. It's like we're going to walk to the Bellagio. We're going to see the lights. Just right. It really was a great like family experience. And it sounds so cheesy, but it really is true. Once you go there, you understand it. Yeah. And the strength of the game is the community and every community has its, you know, it's every bad community apples. says that, but every community says that. This community, I genuinely feel like, has a very positive, strong center. There are the yeah. people at the periphery who cause problems and, Absolutely. and you know, fake fake tank yeah, or <laughs> complain all the time, you know, like it's a full-time job about PvP or whatever, right? There's that right. part of the community. But at its core, they, these are people who have loved the Elder Scrolls games from the moment they discovered them, who just want to keep playing, who want to discover new content, who want to play with their friends, who want to do cool stuff in a game. And you can clearly see it at these events. Every Everybody's so friendly. Everybody's so cool. And, you know, the most of us are a little bit socially awkward, but that's yeah. fine. But right? we're all on the same page about it, too. Yeah, right. When, right. Right. If everybody's socially awkward, does that mean just nobody is? Like, I right. feel yes. like everybody it's just, just, it's yes. just the norm at that point. Yeah. It, it, right. it, it, it right. seems like every one of these, it just takes a couple minutes and then everybody just feels super comfortable. And it's just like, usually it just takes like one or two of us to be loud and derpy and then everybody's like oh never mind they're just goofballs like in person sweet, too right, so right. i guess it's fine and uh, on this note on this note uh the last night that i was there my wife and i decided to go back to the uh, diablos to get some like okay. chips and some drinks and we're just hanging yep. out and we're at the corner of the bar on the other side of the corner of the bar this other couple comes up and they're sitting there and my wife is close enough to hear some of what they're talking about and at the end she's like so you want to know what they were talking about and i was like what and she's like they're making fun of grown men who wear print t-shirts and i was like what we had 300 people at that event with the <laughs> no. print like, and, and this guy in his golf shirt and his like corpo <laughs> haircut is like making fun of me across the corner and you know and i'm thinking to myself man really really like there's really? such weirder things to or really? there's so many things you can fixate on in vegas it's like that is right. the most minute thing to come and i was like yeah print shirts like, like men not, who wear printed t-shirts are uh, you know are like te teenagers on the strip this was I like by getting here right right this is yeah this was this was his little world going like well you're not a real man unless you work a corporate job and he was also talking about how he was going to be able to write off everything to the company and all of this stuff and i'm like dude and i'm thinking to myself dude I've i mean been in that world that. i've been in that world I'm jealous of that, but. <laughs> yeah but like it's such a small-minded thing like you don't realize that i have like successful content that i put a lot of you know i, I i've created my own career like like exactly you're yeah. working for somebody else and i'm doing what i want and i get to wear graphic t-shirts like <laughs> screw you buddy anyway that was just one of those little funny things at That's the end funny. of the day but um notice do you have any thought last thoughts um, no, just kind of, I'll, I just kind of echo that sentiment. These are incredibly fun. Um, the, these, these events, I always like to say that like, I, um, I don't talk about these to make anybody get FOMO, but to just encourage people, if you get the opportunity to do these types of things at any point, even if you can just do one, if you can take the opportunity, um, this has been very unlike anything uh gaming wise or really hobby wise that i've ever dealt with it's very different uh because i every time I'm, every now and then i'll allude to the fact that it's like i had done other things uh before even just in gaming before coming like to this fandom even though i had always been a fan of the series well since i had played it with morrowind but um when i would go to like competitive events or whatever um it was nothing like this like it, it was very much like had a very um uh hostile sport atmosphere i uh, guess would be the best way sure. to put it which is very much not what a lot of people like these events are nothing like that um you know your own teammates would be ragging on you and stuff like that and this is just about having fun making people feel comfortable in the environment and stuff like that and just kind of like chatting about something we all kind of have a mutual interest in so you have this just base level if you don't know what to say you know that your hobby aligns with this other person that you're chatting with right. so it makes it kind of easy to start up conversations and it's weird because you know each other sort of better than you think you do because you've already probably talked to each other 
via the internet in one way or another or you've heard me ramble on in one of <laughs> these things or whatever so right, like right. there's something there already so it's not a first time meeting necessarily even if it is the first time you're literally meeting right right yeah no it, it really is a wonderful thing um in closing i have a story did you hear my story about uh talking to zanke the, the lore master about I don't think posing so. a question to him. So we're over in the, toward the end of that first long night, nine hours of stuff. Yeah, right? nine yeah. hours. Oh, we're we're a little a little worn out, and we're just having this conversation. Not and really aware of what's going on anymore. Just going through the motions at that. Just kind of chatting with everybody as the as the event is about to get ready to wind down. And uh, I don't remember how it came up, but I posed the question. It may have might have been to Locke. Um, I posed the question. I was like, "All right, if you came across." a person who loved cats. They're a cat person. They've got lots of cats and they have a cat for every Daedric Prince. How many cats do they have? Ooh. Oh, I, I, do I, I posed this, this question. And so I we all started, one, but I love that question. We all started debating like, well, is it 16? Is it 17? Does, uh, Sheogorath is, if Sheogorath is a cat, then is, um, uh, what's his name? Jigalag. Yeah, is Jigalag also a cat, or do you do you kill one of the cats and get a new cat? Like <laughs> you hide how does, like in the box right. until the end of the era? Jigalag shows up. Come out. Yeah, he. Right. Yeah, Jigalag just chills in the closet until it's his time. Just to the return. longest nap ever. Yes. yes exactly. so, so yeah. So this cat question came out, and then eventually it expanded to like, what about the Adra? Are the Adra dogs? Or, you know, what about the tribunal? <laughs> Are the tribunal cats or dogs or something else? You know. Right. So we we had to like we. Had, and we're like, we're going to go ask Zanke. So we walk over to Zanke and I pose the question to him and he goes, hmm, very interesting question. We need to be very serious about this. <laughs> <laughs> and then we sat and talked for, I don't know, a good 20 minutes about <laughs> Daedric cats and Daedric dogs and all sorts of other stuff. So, so I'm, I've already reached out to Gina and um, with any luck uh, over the next, I don't know, month or two, we'll be able to get him sometime in the future yeah, we on the show. Some questions and right. So I think we should do is just rehash the cat question bring it, bring it back absolutely yeah that's a whole show right there for this I'm right and you know because now i'm thinking now i'm thinking about like clavicus vile right barbus right right that came right. up like is barbus a smaller cat yeah. how does yeah, that work this is already a dog so it's kind of weird to then make him a cat <laughs> right yeah so many questions come up so maybe we'll rehash the question we'll ask a little bit more about necrom and some of that stuff so we'll see we'll see if we can set that up i'm also reached back out to wes johnson who was wonderful last time he was on the show see if he's got some time he's got some um uh some events coming up very soon like oh yes fundraising oh, the uh, voice of stuff. palooza, voice of yeah, palooza. to do some of the scheduling for that we're yep. really looking forward to that i'll be hosting the eso component of that, that's I what think. i was that's that's what mm -hmm. ken had mentioned yeah yeah, yeah. so a lot very of that cool. stuff's coming up and we'll be we'll, you know using my shows to raise money for those charities yep. as well yep. so lots of cool stuff on the way lots of cool people we've, we were able to touch base with and, and actually shake hands with in person so hello yeah. to all of them and uh guys thank you so much for joining me and um george do you want to shout out your your stuff or ways yeah, people can, can people find your find content because you, you've got uh, some sure. excellent stuff <laughs> uh, on YouTube and Twitch, I go by Zero Period Productions. It's the number zero, the word period, the word productions, longest username in the world. Uh, <laughs> Twitter, uh, Zero Period, once again, with the number. Instagram, Zero Period Productions, with the number. Uh, on YouTube, I'm best known for Skyrim content, even after all these years, because people keep making mods and it keeps me in business and I'm still paying my bills to this day. So thank you to all the mod authors out there. On Twitch, uh, I'm a part of the ESO stream team which was one of the reasons I wanted to go to the event in the first place. I love seeing Gina and Jess, Rich and Finn, and then all my fellow teammates as well, because I just don't get to see them very often. Um, but I'll also just stream various things. But every stream always winds up with me talking about ESO, food, coffee, sometimes beer. So it's a, it's a good baseline. It's uh, wonderful. The best conversation topics you can have. That sounds awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Go check out George's stuff and you know where Lotus and I are. Tales of Tamriel. You got anything else going on? Yeah, no, um, obviously with all of this going on, I haven't really been able to make too much other stuff. Um, but at the same time, during Vegas, the second the NDA was released, um, me and Ninja614, part of the uh, Elder Scrolls online stream team, had stealth recorded a San Francisco episode where we talked all about the san francisco stuff that we saw um which we were joking that that was the fastest a show got to like <laughs> however many thousand views or listens or whatever because it was like 
first to market uh shout out to ninja 614 for for coming up with the ideas like dude just bank it and then we just launch it during the thing so uh that's that available that episode is available on the tales of tamriel podcast and this weekend actually we're going to be uh, being the Tales of Tamriel hadn't said to uh, run a bit winded, long winded at times, uh, covering the news and stuff like that. I believe your episode, George, when you joined us for the Skyrim 10th anniversary, was yes. like nearly three hours long. Uh, <laughs> it went but, by um, so fast, but I love stuff like that. But um, it looks like uh, if all goes well, Elder Memes will be joining um, and we're going to chat about Vegas, at, uh, you know, and, and the community and all that stuff. So got another episode coming uh, this weekend. So nice. He's always just the nicest guy to talk to. Elder like, I've Memes seen him a is few times a now very, in. very nice person. He just, he's so happy to take everyone under his wing, make sure everyone yep. feels comfortable. I know he um, he watched out for uh, like one of my friends during the event as well. Just yep. a fantastic dude super entertaining always love talking to him good hugger. absolutely <laughs> let's make it awkward um <laughs> we were just talking about how good we are at this. <laughs> great great at hugs um well, yeah go check out everybody's stuff you know where my stuff is robotsradio.net and of course i've got a bunch of other shows out there so yeah you know if you're looking for more content we've got content for you so come check it out and thanks for joining us live chat awesome seeing all the conversation in the chat today and we'll be back next week with our patrons so stay tuned for that have a wonderful week and we'll see you later bye everybody see you later bye thanks for joining us we'd love to hear from you you can reach me on twitter at robots underscore radio or lotus of doom at lotus of doom also you can join us on the robots radio discord channel you can easily just search robots radio discord on google or check the description underneath the podcast also this podcast is recorded live every week on thursday nights 9 p.m eastern 6 p.m pacific on the robots radio channels on twitch youtube and on facebook so just search robots radio on any of those platforms Come join us. We'd love to chat with you while we record the show or before or after. Either way, just come hang out with us. And if you're looking for more information about my shows and the shows on the Robots Radio Network, go to robotsradio.net for all the information about all the shows on the network, including the Robots Radio Rocket Club, where I help both new and existing podcasters to grow their shows, build their audiences, and create the best podcast they possibly can. All of that at robotsradio.net. We'll see you next time.